Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tonight we will be farting like it's Bud Pod 99. <laughs> That's right, it's a turn of the millennium here at Bud Pod Towers. The millennium. The millennium. Um, the pillennium. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a thing where it becomes gibberish again. The pillennium. The pillennium. <laughs> Ring in the new pillennium, everyone. <laughs> what do you mean you don't understand? Pillennium. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder if um if Bud Pod will fall prey to uh to Y two uh to Y two K. Yes, yeah. The the guys do remember to make sure that your Bud Pods don't revert to zero. Yeah. Yeah. Um the which will yeah, bas- yeah, yeah. Don't, don't make sure you don't you don't go back to um, episode uh, zero, which is a sort of secret episode that no one knows exists, <laughs> and uh, and is proof that Bad Pod is scripted. There and the guest is Mewtwo. The the Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those glitches, like in the Game Boy game. Yeah, and Mewtwo says something really. Problematic. <laughs> Mewtwo's um, cancelled. Mewtwo gets cancelled. So don't don't let your pod uh, your bud pod um, revert to zero. Um, uh, here on the eve of Y two K, what is a bud pod equivalent of Y two K? Um, ooh, uh, BP BP. Oh, Y Y Pu K Y Pu K Y Pu Y Pu K. It was staring us right in the brown eye. Y Pu K. Yes, don't don't fall into the trap of wipe poo K. <laughs> now this is something I've never been sure of. How, how real Y two K was? People say, oh, it was nothing to worry about in the end. And then recently I've seen things saying, oh, there was nothing to worry about because of all the computer scientists who fixed it. But was there a real problem with Y two K? I was I was sort of too young for it. It seems like it. I mean. Um... I think that's part of the plot of the movie Office Space, isn't it? Like one of the guy's jobs is just to change 99 to 1999 in all the data and all the programming. Right. Um, <clears throat> but it definitely would have, like, I think it definitely would have fucked stuff up. But frankly, it's, it is funny. It's one of those problems where it's like, it's a bit like um, lockdown in that respect when people go like, well, not that many people are dying. And it's like, well, first of all, they are. And secondly, we're locked down. So it's not yeah. going to stay like this if we stop. People, yeah, people just don't understand like preventative measures. They sort of go, "It's like, well, I don't think the Mongol army is really violent. Uh, we're behind these huge walls, and none of us have died yet." <laughs> They've just got no understanding of. So I can fully believe that it's just genuinely because, like, the awareness campaign and all the work people put into avoiding YTK was so huge. 
Yeah, um, but what was the actual work they went into it? Literally, literally changing the year from 1999 to 1999 and changing it from a, a base of 100 to a base of thousands. Yeah, adjusting all the uh, clocks, yeah. Internal clocks huh. and internal programming and, and date machines and... Yeah, I mean, it could have just been paranoia, but also... They call like, me the date machine. They call you the... <laughs> Any date, you know, you can name it. First of January, go for it. <laughs> no, I meant in the romantic sense. I don't know. That's a romantic thing, isn't it? To know all the dates of the year. <laughs> I'm just a date machine. Yeah. That's quite, that would be quite a funny way to mess with a kid, maybe. Hey, I know every, I know every date there is. Try me. <laughs> well, what's mad are those people who are those savants who know the day of the week for any date yes you can name them a date in the 7th century like 5th of July um, 628 that's the year and they'll go mm, that was Friday <laughs> and you go my god and then what yeah, it's it's one of those skills where you go, that is a superhuman skill, and I cannot think of a use for it outside of a detective story. That's right. That's right. It's a great sideshow. You could in the Victorian time, that person could have made a good living touring the country. Yeah, and uh, it's but a... now. <laughs> Now you might get, like, one phone in on a local radio station. Especially in those days where it's like, now we, you, you and I can type that into a computer to check. But if you can't check, then you just have to go, okay. I'm actually... What, what day did I say? July... Oh, July something 648. Hmm. Hmm. I was going to check it to see if I got it right. Um. Ah, I can't be asked now. <laughs> That's why you'll never be a savant. <laughs> I yeah, I can't even be asked to check to go back into the in this recording and check what I said. <laughs> and I think I might sit down and learn the, the days of the week. <laughs> yeah, lockdown. Do you remember learning the days of the week? Um, it feels like one of those things that you just like the names Mama and Papa. You don't remember learning. I don't remember learning them. I remember learning to read, but that's because I learned to read quite late. Oh, yes. This is an interesting feature of the, of the Pierre legend. <laughs> yeah, you I learned, learned to read, read when I was uh, six. That's a late bloomer. I didn't need to read up to that point. I could... I, I could... Like, a, like a stale loaf of bread, that is a late bloomer. Ooh, very, very nice. Very Thank nice. You. <laughs> like a pair of Victorian underpants that haven't arrived yet through the post. <laughs> That's a late blue <laughs> But yeah, I, I can remember. Like a tardy mother who's covered in it was covered in blueberry jam. That's a late blue ma. <laughs> Like a depressed, famous cellist <laughs> who is dead. <laughs> that is a late bloomer. Uh, <laughs> um, so at the age of six, you're 
But you have since been such an aver avarice reader? Avarice. Wait, what word am I thinking of? Voracious. Voracious. Why are you doing avaricious? Well, I might have started avarice. reading earlier, but um, I've fallen behind in the, in the interim. <laughs> you started too early. You're, you're exhausted. You're out of juice. I remember being complimented by my own mother for learning to read early. But I don't know. I don't know if if I was truly a um a natural, or a, if she was just being kind. Yeah, it's well, maybe I was five. I was five or six, but I remember. I remember watching. I remember. I remember the feeling of of learning, like like letters becoming sounds in my head. Wow! And I remember That's my unique. dad. I remember saying. In Inager instead of ing, and my dad saying, "Oh no, when there's those three letters together, it makes an ing sound, like when you say running." And I remember being like, "Right, I'd better remember that. That's probably going to come up a lot." <laughs> really, I like to think that's what exactly the words you said to your father <laughs> when you were five years old. Ah, right. I should probably remember that. I imagine that's going to come up a lot. <laughs> as I as I noted it on like a yellow legal pad. <laughs> With a little pair of glasses. Yes, yes, thank you. This is this is all great. Thank you so much for coming in. <laughs> yeah, half moon glasses that you look you like look look like you peer down to look through the glasses. Yeah. And I'm I like I look right. over them skeptically at my own father. <laughs> You're telling me that those three letters make one sound? <laughs> right, right, yes, that's very useful. Might come in handy, yeah. Okay, okay. See now I'm glad this is this is why we brought you in. <laughs> This is the kind of thing you're bringing to the table. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I'm well, a bit, uh, I'm a bit hungover today. You been hungover? You had some sweet, sweet wine. I had some sweet wine. I had some very sweet whiskey. Ooh. My mother sent me some birthday whiskey. Ah, yes, of course. Um, uh, uh, some... We should say on the pod, "Happy birthday!" Officially. Thank you, thank you. It's that. Um, Awkward bud pod of the year that's after my birthday but before yours. I never never know what to do in these in between days. Yes, it's it's like Christmas and New Year. Yeah, or you just lounge around and wait for the next thing. <laughs> Who are you gonna kiss at midnight on Pierre's birthday? That's 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 what's weighing heavy on my mind now. Well, I'm just sick of eating Phil Wang birthday cake casserole. <laughs> And opening my presents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opening all of your presents under <laughs> the Phil Wang tree. Which is just a big mannequin of me naked, just with my arms outstretched, <laughs> like a Vesuvian man just stood in the corner of the room. <laughs> I was thinking of it being like, uh, I was trying to think of a particularly Malaysian tree, like a mangrove. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a coconut tree. Yeah, a mangrove tree or a palm tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that would be quite... That, that's, that's one of the... That's another example of the kind of horrifying pagan folk horror imagery we can come up with on Bud Pod. I just imagined you, like... You, like you said, like you naked with your arms outstretched, but also like within the gnarled tendrils of a mangrove tree. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> like some kind of tree demon. But it's just not Phil's birthday without one. It's <laughs> don't decorate it without me. Um, yeah. So my my mother um, <laughs> got me a bottle of scotch called. It's spelled a Buna Um 
Um, it's from the Isle of it's from Isla, the Isle of Isla. Mm. Um, but it's pronounced Bunahaven. Haven. It's one of those, you know, words with a, where a BH is a V. And it's the most delicious whiskey. It's so sweet. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's you know what sometimes you 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 get a drink and on the bottle it says there are notes here of beef tenderloin and um amos and uh, and licorice and gummy bears and you taste it and it's just no nah, that's just tequila <laughs> but this one is like there are dried fruits and there's caramel and vanilla and you taste it and go oh, yes yes it's all there. <gasps> <laughs> It's and really, you were it's there? really And you were there. And you are there. And and dried apricots, you were there. <laughs> and toasted nuts, you were there. <laughs> but now I am hanging. Uh... Yeah, I bet. I, I not. But you're a good. You're a good spokesman for what the 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 best whiskey in the world, apart from uh, Lucky Kentucky, of, of course. <laughs> well, of course, nothing is as good as Lucky Kentucky. You can't. No other whiskey. Has the the delicious tang of octopus eggs. It's true. You can't get a certain level of depth and flavor without them sweet OEs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Benahaven is uh, in partnership with um, Lucky Kentucky. It's the sister whiskey um, of Scotland to Lucky Kentucky. Yes, yeah. The, the 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 slogan they've adopted as a as a kind of co-production is a we'd we'd like to think we can learn a lot from each other. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> partnership. <laughs> um. Well, so listeners, <clears throat> the other day I sat down, and I desperately, like uh, a student having an essay crisis in their first year at university, yeah. I desperately went through all the emails and I tried to just pluck some out so we can we can get moving because uh, yeah, you 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 looked like uh, Bob Cratchit in the Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> just by candlelight going through all these emails about poo ink ink and poo all over my fingers <laughs> um so hopefully we'll be able to to do that because normally i know we sound like a very professional and and obviously according to the conspiracy theory pre-scripted podcast but normally i do just read them like as as i do it like live so <laughs> this is some good uh, adult behavior that i've engaged in now yeah, the equivalent of sight reading in music is what yes. Pierre does. Yes. Um, so let's do it. Let's have a correspondent special and see how many of the new slipstream, streamlined emails we get through. Correspondence. Correspondence. Ring, ring. Letters. Keep emails. 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 Phone calls. Correspondence. I'm sorry, listener, for any uh, cleaning noises you might hear through the microphone. Yeah, uh, Phil but is... But there's some cleaning going on. Phil is trying to hoover his microphone. I, I am currently being cleaned. I'm receiving my annual uh, full body wash. <laughs> like, um, like, like in Gulliver's Travels, they're just all these little people <laughs> climbing all over me and waxing me. Just hoovering all your nooks. <laughs> um... So, uh, Leilani gets in touch. Leilani. Mm. Leilani. What a lovely name, Leilani. Yeah, it's good. I don't think I've seen it before. I've never heard it before. I've still never seen it. Um, I've still never seen it. I've still only ever heard it. <laughs> 
You've seen and heard it. You're rel- relative to me. You're a Lalani expert at this point. Oh, I've I've got a PhD. <laughs> um, she says, uh, "Dearest Pod buddies, I felt compelled to write in in support of Phil's desire for everyone to calm their goddamn tits about New Zealand's successful management of coronavirus." Thank you. No, not enough people are saying this. Calm the hell down. She says, uh, I assume it's a she. She says, I love my home, but if New Zealand were a child, then its population would be the parent that brags loudly to every other adult in the place and buys every copy of the local rag when their darling makes the paper. (laughs) This is very true. (laughs) I.e., we lose our fucking minds if John Oliver or Stephen Colbert acknowledges our existence. Right, right, right. Anyway, many Uh, thanks for the part. It's very refreshing. Yeah. Many thanks for the pod. It was much appreciated during lockdown, and I finally converted my partner into a regular listener by selecting choice bits to play with an earshot. <laughs> That's good, like tempting them over. Uh, Just through uh, a megaphone. Yeah. It was the story about Pierre's bolly going berserk over Christmas that finally tipped him into being a full-blown fan. So please convey my <laughs> thanks for its service, Koji. <laughs> Was it when your bolly just started hurt, like giving you real grief? Yeah, when my bolly went berserk. Yeah. <laughs> when bollies go crazy. <laughs> just a, a, a black and white picture of my right testicle in a slow zoom. <laughs> and just the small down. word in the bottom in the bottom corner, the word reconstruction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's an actor who's just like. It's basically, it's just a white guy with a beard. He doesn't really look like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And his twitching bolly. Well, it was all worth uh, the the berserk bolly to get uh, Leilani's boyfriend on side, so I'm glad uh, we got another regular listener. Yeah, absolutely. You never know what's going to get people. It's true. It is true. Um, and to give you an idea of how, to be fair, how well New Zealand has um, run it, that's, that's Leilani there saying, oh, it was really nice to hear it during lockdown. And she sent that. Uh, in close to the middle of last year. Right. <laughs> Gosh, I've forgotten how old these are. Yeah. Um, they're not yeah, as old I mean, as you she, think. Lalani's no longer listening to the podcast. She's out <laughs> surfing and going to restaurants. Just orgies. She orgy doesn't even remember orgy. that email. Orgy. Just Kiwi orgy after Kiwi orgy. <laughs> I imagine a Kiwi orgy would be very polite. Um, very polite, and at which you're very likely to run bump into someone you know. I mean, once you yeah, two orgies, two orgies down, and you're gonna they're gonna have to start being repeats. <laughs> oh, I have to fuck Steve again. <laughs> it's just like a rotor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, in my head, everyone at the orgy just sounds like um, Murray from Flight of the Concords. Yeah, yeah, present. Oh, could you just uh, yeah, pop, pop, pop my dick in there. <laughs> yeah, taking a roll call. <laughs> um, Joe gets in touch. Joe, have a go. Have a go, Joe. And he did have a go at sending us an email. Uh, hey there, Pod Rosebuds. Oh yes, it's what um, it's what we will say on our deathbeds. <laughs> and I like this a lot from Joe. Long time strainer, first time dropper. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> That's like a slow poo. 
That's yeah, yeah. It was a bit like slow poo. Gosh, I haven't thought about slow poo in a while. Yeah, long time streamer, first time dropper. Great. Uh, it says, firstly, I nearly died in the shower when I heard the punchline of Raw Chicken Fight Club. Unbelievable delivery. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's, I think, our crowning jewel. Crown jewel. Raw Chicken Fight Club. I still think about that sometimes, Raw Chicken Fight Club. I it think sticks about with it. you. Like, I, I, I want to put a balcony on, a, on an old house and l- stand on it and look out to sea and think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the spinning light of a distant lighthouse <laughs> sweeping over your face. <laughs> Uh, so Joe continues in listening to episode 70 I heard mention of Sandy Cobbledeck remember that? oh it rings a bell what's Sandy Cobbledeck? I think we were talking about phallic names and how easy it was to end up with a phallic name mm, mm, mm. and I think Sandy Cobbledeck was one of the names that one of us made up in a, in a riff about that okay 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 and how you never got a woman like you, you got a woman called Fanny but that was kind of the end of it there was never anyone that's called, right like, oh yes never anyone called like Minge Edwards <laughs> yes, 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 of course. Yeah. So he says, I heard mention of Sandy Cobbledick and was reminded of my very first girlfriend. Oh, mm. I'm intrigued. Jess was a lovely girl, and contrary to the typical father of 14 year old tropes, her father and I got on pretty well. How well, peculiar to get yes. on with the father of the bride at 14. Yeah. That was until I asked what his first name was. Uh, 14-year-old girls are terrible at introductions. Now, it's important to know. <laughs> it's uh, important to know. That that's really the idea of a 14-year-old boy going to his 14-year-old girlfriend. Well, are you going to introduce me? <laughs> it's funny. Like, like, uh, like flirting with the dad like you'd flirt with the mum. <laughs> this must be your brother. You didn't tell me I had a brother. <laughs> are you going to tell me the handsome gentleman's name? <laughs> I can't uh, just keep calling him handsome all night. <laughs> um, now, <laughs> he says, now it's important to know that Jess and her father had an extremely phallic 30s American detective surname. That's right. Okay. Their surname was Dick. Great. Great. <clears throat> so imagine my amusement when this large former naval officer said that his name was Alec. Alec. Alec Dick. Ah, very good. Oh, his parents should have foreseen that, surely. They must Alec have done Dick. it. Alec Dick. And, and what's great about Alec Dick is that, depending on your pronunciation, it can be I like Dick or I lick Dick. It's true. There's no way out. You're snookered. And if you ever say, no, 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 I don't, I don't like it, then they go, oh, you don't like it, but you still lick it. That's weird. <laughs> You're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> you're screwed mate you're finished you're done you're done move schools get over it electic electic there's yeah. no way out of it electic 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 <laughs> so um mm, me oh electic <laughs> who are you mm, me oh electic it's, it's when you say it like that it sounds quite like a sassy way of admitting it <laughs> Me? Hmm? Alec Dick. Uh, it must be a nightmare when he, for him to, to have a reservation at a brothel. And he turns up and they're like, name please. I don't know if you have reservations at brothels, but I imagine you do. And they're like, name please. And you go, Alec Dick. 
And they're like, um, all right, we'll have to change the booking, but that's fine. Uh, name, please. Alec Dick. Sir, we don't have much time. We run a very strict r- schedule here, and you only get the Alec Dick. That's it. Get out. Are you looking for I don't a know. job? <laughs> I, like, uh, I like the idea of them taking bookings. I'm sorry, sir, but all of our sex workers are full. <laughs> I'm afraid you'll have to wait. If you could have called uh, ahead. Do you know who I am? I'm the mayor. <laughs> so, um, this big naval officer says, my name is Alec. It took me a second, but I enjoyed a hearty laugh and said something along the lines of, you almost got me there. Alec Dick. Brilliant. Seriously, though, what's your name? Oh, no. He repeated that his name was Alec four or five times with such deadpan delivery that I really, I should have picked up on the awkwardness now radiating around the table. <laughs> His name was Alec. Alec Dick. It's like an episode of Kirby Enthusiasm over here. Yeah, exactly. Your parents called you Alec? <laughs> it's their fault, not mine. <laughs> Come on! Come on, that's funny! I'm sorry! (laughs) He says, We broke up a few months later after another brilliant anecdote, which I will send if I hear a relevant story on the pod. But Alec Dick is a veritable celebrity amongst my friends some 15 years later. Hope you enjoyed this, because I really enjoyed remembering it again. Koji, Joe. Wow, thank you so much, Joe. What a great story about Alec. And intriguing what, 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 what topic we will have to cover. To unlock this yeah. second story. Like, a, like an Xbox or a Steam achievement. Yeah, but one of the weird ones. Like, there's no way, un- except for complete luck, that you could, you could find it. Yes, 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 yes. And we just, one day we do a story about someone, uh, I don't know, someone, someone holding a guinea pig to ransom. And he's like, that's it. <laughs> holding a guinea pig to ransom. That's it. That's triggered it. It's it's like um the the Manchurian candidate. He hears the code word and he just goes into a zombie like state and sends us the email. <laughs> um, let's see who is next. Yes, okay. So this is quite a long one, but I think it's worth it because it's it's um <clears throat> it's vigorous. It's a vigorous story from uh, from Tom. Vigorous correspondence, Tom. 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 My hombre. Nice. Yes. Uh, Tom says, Gentlemen, I will dispense with the traditional pleasantries of attempting to crowbar your names into any references to feces, as I fear we're about to delve into a tale <laughs> where any superfluous asides will result in your, <laughs> in your dear listeners reaching not just to turn their devices off, but launch them into the nearest lake. Ah, oh, very good. <laughs> yeah, this is good. Take my hand, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Take my hand, and I will take you on a journey to New Year's Eve, as we were due to depart 2017 and enter 2018. I, I, I just, I, I love the artistry that our listeners put into their letters, knowing that it could be months, if not years, before they are read. But still, they commit. They commit. Terms they commit of better than I, I do to, to certain professional projects. <laughs> yeah, yes. 
They commit more to thi- than I do to things I know will happen. We, they, they, this is a shot in the dark whether or not we'll get to this before we retire. Yeah. They, um, they, they make the emails with such care and then just send them out like that fucking satellite with all the, the music on it. <laughs> Voyager or whatever. We're just hoping that an alien finds it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he says, uh, so it's New Year's Eve 2017. My dear friends, Neil and Julia, had recently moved to a new home and felt that it was the perfect opportunity to christen their new home by inviting their loved ones and closest friends for a house party and a New Year's extravaganza. Ooh, lovely. Mm. House warming and a year warming. That's right. That's what New Year's Eve is. It's a year warming. It's a year warming. Uh, Now, this charming pair had met as childhood sweethearts at school, and we were all in our late 30s. So as you can imagine, we have all known each other for most of our lives. Neil, Mm. however, felt that as they had moved to a new area and bought this new home because of a change in his work, should invite some of his new colleagues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something old, something new? That's something right. borrowed? Something, something gold, poo. something poo! <laughs> um, a handful of whom arrived and did their best to blend into the group who, as you can imagine, having known each other their whole lives, have their own in-jokes and cliques. Very tricky. Very difficult situation. Tough. It's a tough, it's a tough uh, and it's an uphill climb sometimes for that, people. That's the, that's the situation where you have to do the, the worst thing for me, the most cringy thing a person can say when they're trying to crowbar themselves into a conversation. What's this? You know, like, you know when you're just on the perif- periphery of a group conversation and you just stood there and there's been no clear opening for you to come in and you just go, you know, uh, you can see on this person's face, this person trying to get in that they, they're going to have to like shit or get off the pot at this point because people are starting to notice that they just stood there holding their drink for five minutes and they go, What's this? And they 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 say it with a smile and their eyebrows are raised. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> I've got to the age now where I can I can smell the passive aggression, the ir- irritation coming off of that that <clears throat> sentence. What's this? See, I I, I have a the lot of fear. <laughs> the fear of it. What's this? And then and then it, the worst is if if it's an inside joke, they go, oh no, it's it's. It's nothing. It's just this old. Is and then you can see their eyes glaze over as they consider: Do I tell the whole, whole story? Yeah. Of this inside joke, do we have time? Yeah, especially if it's if it's like it's only funny due to age. What's this? Oh man, that gives me shivers just thinking about it. <laughs> I see. I have. I. I have sympathy. Where I'll. I'll just invite the person in, and I'll. I'll give them just enough information about the in-joke so that they can kind of latch on if they're good at, you know, imagining stories and, you know. That's right. You're very good. I've noticed in the group you're very good at considering the people who have no idea what's going on. And you will, you will bring them up to speed. <laughs> I, I consider I, myself like a, like a war correspondent. Okay, and so, um, <laughs> okay, just over there. <laughs> yeah, you're very good. You're a Sherpa. And on um, unknown uh, unknown peaks, whereas I sometimes I, I'm helpful. Sometimes I lean in, and if I'm feeling um, gregarious, I go I, I lean in and go. Sorry, this is about uh, Jeremy's yacht. <laughs> it's a brilliant old <laughs> catamaran, <laughs> or whatever it is we're talking about that's alienating. Um, and but a lot of the time, I adopt this sort of 
sometimes I get into Canis Wang mode, you know, and I I adopt this position of like survival of the fittest. Yes. And I, and I go, no, actually, no, this is up to them now. They're going to have to wade these unknown waters. And, um, and they're going to have to ask what's going on. I'm not going to help. I'm not going to help. <laughs> I think I think that's what it is. I think you're much more willing than me to to turn around on the, on on the on the mountain uh, face and and just cut the rope. <laughs> it's just mouthing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Only one of us can ascend. <laughs> Whereas um, I think it's because I what I'm what I'm really doing is putting my hand on the shoulder and saying, "I too was once a what's this." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As I throw back my hood, <laughs> you got a scar, <laughs> yeah, a big scar, and an eye patch over the eye. <laughs> so this uh, is what's going on at Neil's house. Yeah, yeah. What's this? What's yeah, this? yeah. What's this? Um. So one chap who is that? This is a work colleague. Um. Mm. And he says, "Let's call him Stevie for anonymity's sake." Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stevie. So this felt... is a new, a new person, isn't it? Yeah, this a is new a new colleague. guy. Yeah. Um, so Stevie felt that rather than blending in naturally, he would attempt to use his alpha male persona to install himself as the central feature of the party. Ooh, Ugh. big risk. Mm, um, big risk. B- potentially big payoff, but I've never seen it work. No, not since teenagehood. Have I seen that work? No, no, that's you know true. what I mean. It's a big risk. So, um, if that meant he would challenge all and sundry to arm wrestles, he would do so. Mm-hmm. If it meant God, he what would... is what was his new job? <laughs> What's <laughs> his new job? Absolute wrestlers at the Legend Factory. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Well, the old bodybuilders at the beach. Is that why he had to move for his new job? <laughs> We've just got to be nearer to the beach. An old Victorian strongman. <laughs> Is that his <laughs> new job? <laughs> Hup ho! What's this? Hup ho! Just saying, what's this to a, a bodybuilder? I challenge you, sir, to a trial of strength. Um, so, um, if it meant he would challenge them to arm wrestles, he would. If it meant he would challenge people to drink beer out of a shoe, he would. Um, mm. If it meant he would show what a top bloke he was by diving fully dressed into a hot tub, naturally he would and did do so. Ugh, yuck. Mm. What does that prove? It's a pleasant temperature. That's the whole point of a hot tub. Is that brave? I guess it's brave because you have to get out and now you're cold. Ugh. Oh, right, I see the drop. Yeah, I get it, I get it. Yeah. It is perhaps important to note at this point he brought his wife who wanted no part in this. I can imagine. In part because she was a functioning adult who could behave on social occasions, but also because she was, like her husband, in her mid-forties, and as such around a decade older than all of us. Oh, no. Yeah. Every, de- every new detail about this man just makes the whole thing more tragic. <laughs> and I, I know this guy. Well, I don't know him in his forties, but I've seen this guy in his early thirties, mid-twenties. Yeah. You just, you just want to grab him by the shoulders and say, calm the hell down. <laughs> You're making this so much worse for yourself. All you had to do was walk in here and say nothing. <laughs> and it would be better than this is now. You just had to come in and say, oh, hello. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. We're not on tour. This is a housewarming. 
As the night continued, Stevie reached a level of intoxication that would surely bring down a large land mammal, and was certainly too much to handle for a middle-aged man. <laughs> As the ball dropped for midnight, sadly, so it appeared, did his stomach, and our protagonist stumbled his way to the upstairs bathroom. Uh... Um, yeah. As the party was in full swing, few noticed his absence to start with, but as time went by, questions started to be asked. Those questions were promptly answered by an ear-piercing shriek. Whoa. From one of the female partygoers who had entered the bathroom. Like, brought... <laughs> this is like a... <laughs> like a whodunit. <laughs> a poo, it's like a, a Poirot episode. A poo vomit. <laughs> a poo vomit. <laughs> Walking into the bathroom at a house party. Uh, it looks like we've got a real poo vomit on our hands. <laughs> so, an ear-piercing shriek from one of the female party goers who had entered the bathroom that brought all the festivities to a close and a stampede to assist her ensued. Oh what met us when we entered the bathroom was the poor man with his head on, in the toilet bowl on his knees. <laughs> but. Uh. But. Yeah. Splayed legs aside, presenting irrefutable evidence that while vomiting, but perhaps post-passing out, his bowels had voided. No. So he, his pants on around his ankles or something. His pants down with his head in the toilet. No, so his, his, his jeans are up, right? And his head's in the toilet yeah. bowl. Yeah. And he's filled the bowl with sick, passed out, and then just filled his pants. <laughs> Stevie, no. No. We told you this would happen, Stevie. <laughs> All he had to do was come in and say nothing. <laughs> this murky effluence was unmistakably stained throughout his stonewashed denim jeans. Oh my god. And I, and I like the sinister poetry of this line. And a pool of foulness had gathered around his knees. <laughs> No! Oh my god, I've got, now got such a clear picture of the... of, of the, the, the fluid dynamics of what's happened, of it just flowing out of his ass and then going down on the inside of his jeans and just pooling around his knees. <laughs> god. Is it seeping out of the jeans? Is it all being kept inside, sloshing about? Uh, he, he says you can see the staining, so there's staining and leaking. <laughs> So he says, um, his long-suffering wife, again, I repeat, who none of us had ever met before, leapt to his aid. I still love him. I still love him. Stevie! Stevie! Uh, slapping <laughs> his face to regain uh, his consciousness, uh, she implored us to get him into the bath to clean him up. Some hardy souls took on this thankless task and deposited him like a shitty porpoise into the tub. <laughs> just hosing him down I like the like idea of her Willy. turning around and saying I need four able-bodied men <laughs> like a whaler not all of you will survive yeah and be I, prepared I, to say goodbye to <laughs> some of your friends <laughs> yeah regrettably this wretched man had not completed his process <laughs> this wretched man oh no Oh no. As his wife What's began, left? in full view of all of us, uh, removing every item of his ghastly <gasps> clothing in order to oh. wash it or burn it, oh. he rolled onto his front. Right? Oh, no. So I think he's nude at this point, and he rolls onto his front. In, just on the ground? No, on, he's in, in the, the bath. tub. 
In the bath now, okay. Remember, they, they, she got the mortigum and lift him into the bath. That's pretty impressive. Oh, my, I would not want to touch that guy. I'd make some excuse about not helping. No, that's callous, that's callous wang time. Yeah, callous wang in full mode at that point. Callous, callous wang would go downstairs and just have a quiet drink. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, he rolled on stare to... Out the, stare out the window thinking about the chicken boxing story. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Sipping my whiskey. Stare into the fireplace. Um, so he rolls up, he's in the bath, he, he's, he's nude because his wife has been, you know, declothing him. Mm. You know, so, well done her. Um, uh, he rolled onto his front and presented us in his fully nude state to a fountain of brown. Um, right, so then it spouts out at this point. A spew of unholy liquid turn arcing its way out of his buttocks oh my god oh my god what noises were people making at that point were, do you reckon anyone's laughing or was it just like oh just no. yelling ah! it's just crescenting like a cursed rainbow and now coming to rest on his now exposed back <laughs> oh my god imagine if you will a totally stark and helpless man spray painting his own body and filth <laughs> Like a filthy whale. Is that Banksy? Like... <laughs> As his desperate wife attempts to help with an audience of agog strangers. I've only just remembered this is a new house this is all happening in as well. Oh my god, yeah, and you'll never forget the visuals in your own bath. <laughs> oh god. Forever now. That's what you associate that bathroom with. Yeah, a, 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 a diarrhea fountain. <laughs> um. Now, the next morning, it was clear he would be in no position to drive home, and as we all woke, his wife sheepishly came down to apologize for last night's horrors, shamefully announcing that they'd got the urchin's elderly mother to agree to come and pick them up. The urchins? I guess he's the urchin. Right, right, right. And take them home, and within moments, the octogenarian arrived to wish us a happy new year and apologize for her filthy boy. (laughs) This man's in his 40s. Mm Oh, no. Oh no. We uh we were sitting around assuring these women that these things happen and what's done is done, and with perhaps appropriately Jeremy Carl playing to nobody in particular on the living room television. Um <laughs> These things don't happen. That's that's the thing. Not not usually. Yeah, that's the thing. Um Fountains of shit coming out of a grown man's ass and resting on his back. <laughs> like a disgusting whale coming up for air yeah. is that's not something that happens no not normally not normally at this moment stevie bounded into the living room that's feeling light no doubt yeah kissed his mother and wife two separate <laughs> people <laughs> kissed his mother and wife and collected a carrier bag full of his soiled clothes from our host oh, wow with wow. these in hand, he turned to us and announced with derision and zero self-awareness that only dickheads watch that shite on TV and turned and left. About Jeremy Kyle? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I have some respect for Stevie now. I think the main thing, if you're going to be the guy who's like that obnoxious and, and big party time and wrestling and jumping into hot tubs with your clothes and whatever and throwing up... 
Like the the only times I've ever seen that party persona work is when you just like the person has like indomitable will. Yes. And yes. and eventually it's easier to find it fun than it is to not find it fun. And one by one people break. Yes, yes, yes. By sheer necessity eventually you have to go fine, I guess he's fun. Yeah. And what's interesting with Stevie is that he's managed to to retain that kind of power through mentality in the morning as a man in his mid-40s, covered in his own shit, who spray-painted diarrhea on his back and has to get his 80-something mother to pick him up. And he's still doing it. And while while t- receiving his own soiled clothes from the host whose party and home he's ruined. Yes, and handing him a bag then- of his own clothes, saying, you shat these. <laughs> and your body. And then passing judgment. Impressive. On the TV that's on. Impressive. Really amazing. <laughs> Calling everyone their dickheads, basically. There's <laughs> only dickheads. Being handed that show. his own soiled pants and going, you're a bunch of dickheads. <laughs> Have some self-respect. <laughs> Come on, mum. Let's go. Come on, mum. Let's go wipe me down. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> you dickheads. You bunch of losers. <laughs> like he was like a school bully in American film. See you later, losers. <laughs> Him and his mum laughing as they drive away in the car, like the tires screech, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a red convertible with a fire, <laughs> a fire detail along the side. Um, Tom ends it by saying, uh, "Turns out, no matter how much shit has been evacuated from his body, there's always a little shit in there." Lovely. Very good. Very good. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. What a story. What a guy. I wonder what Stevie's up to now. I wonder how he's taken lockdown. With grace, I imagine. Well, you know, it's not the same if you have to stay in all the time and shit your own bath. <laughs> that shows for dickheads. All right, guys, I'm off. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. Great story. Great story. Great story, and and it's interesting, isn't it, how many, like, you know, for every hundred stories of someone going to a bathroom at a party and doing something messy in there, you get one where it's just like that story, that's what we're looking for, there's a twist, there's a new edge to it, a a diarrhea fountain face down nude in the bath in front of everyone, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, I've I've never heard of that before. That's the thing. That's new to me. And just imagining the arc of this diarrhea like like in the pressure 
and and it's so liquid that it just shoots out like a spout and comes to rest. <laughs> I'm imagining like, like it, um, it it gets air. It gets air like a skateboarder. <laughs> so I'm I'm imagining it um, more getting like perhaps an inch or two of air, like a kind of broken uh, fountain, <laughs> rather like a water fountain that you go to and you go, wow. Yeah, it's almost like bubbling up. Oh God. Whereas obviously what I would like is for it to get so much air that he's shitting the back of his own head. <laughs> <laughs> this incredible parabola. <laughs> wow, incredible story. What a poo. What a poo. Every time, you know, every week I sit under this podcast and I think, I've heard all the poo stories. And every week, I'm surprised. Every week I find out there's more out there. There's it's, something out there that I've never heard of. It's it's like some sort of metaphor for human potential. It really is. Whenever, it really is. Whenever someone says like, "Well, you got to run out of poo stories," it's like it's like they're the they're the poo equivalent of those people who in the '90s were like, "Well, we've invented everything now." Yeah, that's right. And you know what they say? Um, a, a poo story sufficiently incredible is indistinguishable from magic. <laughs> Yes. Oh, fuck. Um, Speaking of which, Valeria gets in touch. Valeria? Mm. Wow. Nice of her uh, to take time off of Battleship Galactica. Yes, that's right. To join us. (laughs) Uh, So, Valeria says, Dear Sir Poops a Lot and Toots a Lot. I like toots a lot. Yeah, it's nice. That's cute. Cute. Um, Valeria says, A few years back, I traveled to Kenya to volunteer with an NGO. Very nice. Lovely. Upon learning that women's smoking was very frowned upon by society, I decided it was a good chance to quit my dirty, dirty habit. Mm, mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was until the night of the incident. Oh, no. I was in charge of arranging a weekend meeting trip for the team, but upon arrival, none of the rooms had been correctly booked, and the little addict inside me decided to have just one teeny tiny cigarette to nicotine away the stress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is the case for everyone, but stress and cigarettes work like the perfect cocktail for immediate bowel release. It's true. It's Cigarette, true. coffee, stress, and pretty soon you're spouting a brown arc over your back in the bathtub. That's right. That's right. A cigarette is just lighting the fuse on a poo bomb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> After a few months of not smoking, the cocktail hit rapidly. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, that'll go mm-hmm. straight to your head. Man to your bum. I began to run. <laughs> this was a very sparse land with no real coverage for me to release the demon <laughs> I had inside. Uh... <laughs> Is across the plains running. <laughs> <laughs> is, is the Serengeti in Kenya? Yes, it's in, she's this? in the Serengeti. Yes, great. So that's why she's. <laughs> As you can see, she's looking for somewhere to shit. Uh, and a lioness gets her. <laughs> we we see Valeria like sweating and running and clutching her bum, but it's like one of those wide panning shots from the side, like when it's a an antelope. 
<laughs> yeah, there's a little dust cloud coming off of her feet. <laughs> there might not be enough cover for this young female to do her business. <laughs> uh, so where is she running at this point? To I guess to the bathroom at this hotel. Well, this- so um, I think yes, it's a weekend meeting trip. So I think they they they're in like a sort of rural like lodge mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the Serengeti. So it is kind of just like in the bush, you know. Yeah. Um, so she's she's searching and searching. She's hunched over and sweating. She says like something out of Jurassic Park. I'm desperately searching. I somehow which bit of Jurassic says, Park is that? Park is that when he's on the toilet? I guess that's right. Yeah. Hmm. Um, desperately searching, I somehow managed to get to the squat toilet and begin the exorcism. Oof, a squat toilet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's some developing world stuff. Yeah, or French petrol station. Oh, really? Sometimes, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. Um, we we had them at school in Malaysia and uh, all the shopping malls. Can you imagine going shopping and then, oh, I need a shit and you go and you squat? <laughs> it's supposed to be better for you. It's, be it's better. definitely better for you, but it would feel strange to 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 have done something so animalistic in between going to like getting yogurt, frozen yogurt from Pinkberry, <laughs> and buying a hat. <laughs> Just going, wow! I can't. Believe this hat feel this this hat fits great. Oh, excuse me, like this monstrous <laughs> deed. Oh, yeah. With like your whole ass pointing out. It's also. I mean, it's like being walked in on when you're sat down on the toilet with all your bits covered is bad enough. Being walked in on when you're squatting, splaying, presenting yourself <laughs> and pointing your anus almost towards the door a little bit. When, you, oh you, when God, you're at full man. dangle. Full dangle, full spread, whatever you got going on down there. <laughs> I would it's rather open dignified. a toilet cubicle door and be confronted with a gun. <laughs> so um she's in the squat toilet and she begins the exorcism uh and she says uh, looking down i realized i had miscalculated where the hole was oh no yeah and uh, i like this phrasing my remains sit scattered on the concrete bathroom floor Ah, uh, the remains of the day. <laughs> That's what the book was about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Frazzled, I swiftly jump out to see what tools are available for me to clean this mess. All I could see was a rock. Ah, uh, no. And can, remember, this whole time, her fingers smell of cigarettes. Yes, yes. Ugh. So she only, all she has is a rock. I went back and with heavy shame used a large rock to try and scrape <laughs> it into the hole. <laughs> Again, I think I've heard every poo story and somehow, somehow, it's like I heard, I read recently or heard or whatever that there are more games of chess than there are atoms in the observable universe because of how many permutations there are. I think yeah. it's the same with poo stories. There are more poo stories than there are atoms in the observable universe. Because there's so much that can happen. Where you do it. What happens. Where the poo goes. What you do about it. What you try and fix it with. 
What you try and clean your bum with? Who catches you? What have you been eating? What had you been eating? What was your mood? <laughs> Did it's you like fall into gig. it? Did you not? There's so much that can happen. That's right. So much variation. There are more poo stories on Bud Pod than are dreamt of in your philosophy, Horatio. <laughs> um, so, she's scraping poo into a hole with a rock. Of course, yes, that's where we were. I ran out and flinged the rock away, and I returned. <laughs> and just she, she just hears, oh, "Ow!" <laughs> like a businessman getting rid of their phone in a heartwarming film. Because <laughs> he wants to spend more time with his children. Yeah, I flinged the rock away, uh, and I returned as if nothing had happened. But it turns out the facility only had the one toilet. Oh no. I spent the rest of the evening trying to keep a straight face as one by one, everyone discussed what the fuck had happened in the toilet. Oh no. And she has to be like, huh? I, what, what happened? What's that's this? Weird. That's a hard, that's the toughest what's this of her life. What's this? <laughs> yeah, it's just all over the place. Brown, disgusting smells, a bit of cigarettes. Uh, what, what, what's this? What's this? Is this about, uh, what? This is great. So everyone discussing what the fuck happened in the toilet. Later, a very tall and majestic looking Maasai man told me he found a rock covered in shit by the crime scene. <laughs> it is a bad omen. <laughs> we must leave. <laughs> <laughs> Your people have brought nothing but misery to this land. <laughs> I like the idea that he found the rock covered in shit the way that, like, a, a tracker would. Yeah, well, I imagine he's got pretty heightened senses, so he would have found that shit straight away. It would have been, like, something out of Sherlock. He just, he just had his head, the second she threw it, his head just picked up, like, something isn't right. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, well, yeah, I guess if, you, if you're used to the bush, you'd, like, the smell of human shit is so distinctive. That's right. So this very tall, majestic-looking Maasai man tells her this, like, confides in her. I found a rock covered in shit. <laughs> oh, this is just to her? Yeah. Okay. She says, I died a little <laughs> inside and I have not smoked since. Quaheri Valeria. What's Quaheri? I think it's goodbye in... Uh, um, in Maasai? No, in... Uh, oh. The, the, the trade language that they speak, which isn't actually a native language, it's a trade language, and it's in all of like Kenya and East Africa. Oh, like a lingua franca. Swahili. Swahili. Did you know Are that? Masai... Swahili, Swahili is not like a native language. It isn't. Well, it's like its, it's basis is, but it's, it's so like, um, it's so like mixed up that mm. it's, it is like a lingua franca for East Africa, yeah. Right. Interesting, interesting. And it's so, um, it's so like, um, I mean, uh, I mean, God, that must like, even, even like, it, it's essentially the way that English is treated in, in Southern Africa, pre-English, apart from obviously Mozambique and Angola, which is Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are the Maasai the jumping guys? The Maasai are the BBC Two ident jumping men. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. With the shields. With the long uh, shields. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, then maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Sheng is a Swahili and English-based cant or mixed language or creole. 
what Sheng is the name of the language. Well, Swahili is a language, and then Sheng is uh, Swahili and English mixed. Oh, well, that must be interesting to hear. I'd love to hear some Sheng. Yeah. Sheng on you. Sheng on you for se- for shitting on a rock and throwing it into the Serengeti. <laughs> Sheng on you. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. One one drop toilet for a whole facility. That seems not good enough. <laughs> Given that it's a hole in the floor. <laughs> that's like last week when I said this is not good. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's no. not good enough. It seems not good enough. Yeah, this is this is not good. What did you say that about? <laughs> I can't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. Isn't this it? Is oh not no, no, good. it's it's, it's about that uh, the friend in the group who is a, a liability, and yes, I, I just yes, always wanted this, him to this be. This is in not prison. good. Yeah, this is not good. Yeah, this is not good, and I hope you get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good T-shirt. <laughs> just on the front, yeah. this is not good, and on the back, I hope you get arrested. <laughs> that was my, yeah, that was my attitude towards the entire Trump presidency. This is not good, and I hope you get arrested. <laughs> oh my lord! Well, those are some those are some high quality emails. We we got through some some good brilliant ones there. correspondence. Brilliant correspondence. Good stuff. Good stuff, everyone. We're we're making our way making our way through. Yeah. Um, uh, everyone in. Uh, uh, much of the world. I hope you're enjoying lockdown. Everyone in New Zealand, uh, stay safe at that orgy with Steve. Um, that's right. Look after Steve. He's a fragile sort. Um, I wonder if it's the same Steve who um, who shat himself in. No, that's too far. No, he wouldn't be able to do that much travel right now. I don't think you want someone who's that uh, much of a, 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 a chaotic shitter at an orgy. That's right. That's right. Too much can go wrong. Far too much can go wrong. Um, well, thank you so much for your brilliant correspondence, everyone. Thank you, guys. Um, and have a lovely week. Um, happy birthday to Pierre. Happy birthday to Phil, and uh, and soon birthday to me. Gosh, this is the last bud pod of your twenties. Oh my god, this is the last bud pod of my twenties. Ninety nine. Mmm. Yeah. Wow. That that bud pod should turn its centenary just as you turn your decade. Yes, that is weird, isn't it? Mm. Any 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 tips for my thirties, Phil? You've had a year of them, exact almost exactly a year of them. It's mainly staying at home. Your thirties, I found. Mm. Weirdly, I don't know what it is. No one told me how much uh, staying at home and avoiding disease your thirties was, <laughs> but that's been the lion's share of the experience so far. Uh, you turn thirty, you start wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> You 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 stop going out. They 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 weren't kidding in your thirties. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they really weren't kidding. <laughs> yeah, they always said in your thirties you won't see your friends as much. You will, and they you know they've been right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you stop traveling. You stop going out for dinner. You stay at home. You sleep a lot more. You're worried. <laughs> your hands get all gnarled. Uh, uh, but yes, you've got that to look forward to, Pierre. Um, Lovely. Everyone else, have a good time. And um, we'll see you soon. See you soon, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 